All right, hello and welcome to Between the Liars with Ryan. Welcome to another segment of Bill Me, the show where I read the legislation so you don't have to. And I, for the most part, I the, the goal of these is to make sure that I'm just reading the text, maybe giving some context. This one, because of the amount of political grandstanding that's been taking place, I'm going to connect a few dots and I'm going to try to keep this as unbiased as possible possible. I'm going to throw out information. I will link all of the sources from the news sites and the government sites that I've pulled from, so you can check this out for yourself if you so wish. But today we're going to be discussing HR 7790, also known as the Infant Formula Supplemental Appropriation Act. If you didn't know, we are facing a baby formula shortage, and this is a House resolution that just passed the House along partisan lines. It was voted in favor by all of the Democrats in the U.S. House, plus I believe they were joined by 12 House Republicans. The rest of the Republicans voted against this bill. And let's talk about what some of the accusations, the, the, the concepts surrounding this have been. People have been saying, well, the Republicans are pro-life until it comes to, you know, actually helping the children after birth. And when we get into the text of this, you'll see that that's really not addressing the core issue. Now, before we get into the summary, one thing that, uh, you know, you can do to help this show, if you like what we do here, just like and subscribe to this show, hit the notifications, and uh, follow us on our social medias. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, we have TikTok, at Between the Liars. Follow us to stay updated. Okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's, you do that while I get into the summary of this bill. So what this bill does is it basically gives the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, money and discretion to, quote, handle the shortage, unquote. There are no guidelines really or restrictions that are really placed on the FDA in this instance on what they need to do or even what they can do to handle the shortage. They say this is a shortage. We just you take care of this. And so the money that they're being given is about 24 million dollars just being thrown at them with no specifics as to how that needs to be handled. Now, what this bill does allow them to do from the wording is, and you'll see in a moment here, is it allows them to crack down on quote unquote fraudulent imports, which is interesting because if they choose to crack down on imports because they don't meet the FDA standards, because international baby formula is not usually up to the standards of the US FDA standards, then we're still not going to have any supply. And that is our issue right now. And the bill says that this money, this funding, is to address the formula shortage and, quote, and for other purposes, unquote. So really, this is just extra money being thrown at the FDA. So the way this bill is structured, it is not going to solve the issue because they're not. The, the problem is that we, we have a supply shortage. If you are not producing more, and right now the FDA has cracked down on the, the, the plants that produce baby formula, you're not fixing the issue. So really what this bill does is it gives the government entities like the FDA more power with really no directions on what to do with that. And so it is really just political grandstanding for Democrats to come in here now and say that Republicans who voted against a bill that really doesn't address the issue, but gives the government entities more power is them voting against children. So that that's really misleading. So let's let's take a look. Let me pull this up on the screen for those who are watching on the live stream. 
Let's take a look at this bill. So you'll note that it says making emergency supplemental appropriations to address the shortage of infant formula in the United States for the fiscal year ending September 30th, 2020. And for other purposes, right there, I said, for other purposes, which they don't really specify later on. And to me, that is problematic. Being enacted by the Senate and the House of Representatives, remember it has to go to the Senate and be approved, of the United States of America in Congress assembled that the following sums are appropriated out of any money in the Treasury not otherwise appropriated for the fiscal year ending September 30th, 2022, and for other purposes, namely... Related Agencies and Food and Drug Administration, Department of Health and Human Services, Food and Drug Administration, Salaries and Expenses. Right there, we haven't even gotten to the bill. Note that it is not necessarily directly addressing the baby food shortage in the wording of this text. It's giving funding that can be used by Health and Human Services, and it's able to be used for salaries and expenses, which... I'm sorry, but I do not trust that the government uses our funds. Well, in a perfect world, they would. But let's see what the text actually allows them to do and what it limits them to do. For an additional amount for salaries and expenses, $28 million to remain available until September 30th, 2023 shall be available to address the current shortage of FDA-regulated infant formula and certain medical foods in the United States and to prevent future shortages, including such steps as may be necessary to prevent fraudulent products from entering the United States market. And, and again, this is what's problematic to me, is that that is not helping our supply issue if you are giving them full-fledged authority to just decide, you know what, we don't want this to come in. Uh, and the reason that becomes a problem, and I will talk about the context more in depth later, but just as some foreshadowing for you, it is the federal government who has created the monopoly for the three to four major formula companies and they are levying tariffs on imported baby formula they are seizing baby formula at the borders as of even currently as i'm speaking right now so forgive me if i don't trust that this bill is just giving them discretion to crack down on quote-unquote fraudulent markets means that we're going to get this fixed provided that the commissioner of food and drugs shall report to the committees on appropriations of the house of representatives and the senate on a weekly basis of obligations of funding under this heading in this act to address the shortage of infant formula and certain medical foods in the united states again that broadens it beyond baby formula provided further that such amount is designated by the congress as being for an emergency requirement pursuant to section 4001a1 and section 4001b of s con resolution 14 of the 117th Congress. Now, what is that, might you ask? Oh, <laughs> well, I have pulled it up right here, and that just so happens to be a concurrent resolution setting forth the congressional budget for the United States government for the fiscal year 2022 and setting forth the appropriate budget levels for fiscal years 2023 through 2031. So basically, it's just the bill that is passed by our Congress to say, what is our budget this year? That's all it is. So really what this says right here, let's go back to the bill. It's saying that everything that they're adding here is not to be subtracted from that budget. They're just adding it on. So this is another federal expense that we are adding that we have no guarantee of seeing actually coming to fruition. You're probably thinking to yourself, Ryan, you're commenting a lot on this. Yes, I am. <laughs> I, I am very much not in favor of the way that these, these bills are just giving free reign to the federal government, and I'm going to interject that because I think that's important to note. Um, the 
let's go back to the text line 22 the concurrent resolution of the budget for fiscal year 2022 so basically like i said they're just adding to that bill general provisions of this act section 101 each amount appropriated or made available by this act is in addition to amounts otherwise appropriated for the fiscal year involved see what i just mentioned for resolution 14 of the 117th congress their budget proposed section 102 unless otherwise provided for by this act the additional amounts appropriated by this act to appropriations accounts shall be available under the authorities and conditions applicable to such appropriation accounts for fiscal year 2022 this act may be cited as the infant formula supplemental appropriations act 2022 that is the shortest bill i have read on these segments to date three pages and half of the first page was giant headings and then just kind of like the address to congress that's it that is the specifics of the bill so let's 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 go back and let's talk about some of the important context surrounding this bill so the FDA currently has a budget of $8.4 billion for the fiscal year. And actually, you know what? Let me just pull this right back up because I want to show you that uh, <laughs> literally this is right here on the FDA's website. This is just from FDA.gov. The FDA seeks $8.4 billion to further investments in critical public health modernization, core food, medical product safety programs, and this is fiscal year 2023, and note that this says for immediate release March 28th. This is two months ago, so they're asking for the budget, you know, they, they had it two months ago, and what you'll note, if you scroll down, $14 million to improve health equity through nutrition, this is what I was looking for, additional funding, this part right here. And legislative proposals will focus specifically on better protecting mothers, infants, and young children through contamination limits in food, product testing requirements, notification of anticipated significant interruptions in the supply of infant formula or essential medical foods, as well as modernization of dietary supplement regulation. This was posted back in March, and it's important to note that the FDA was warned that there was going to be a baby formula shortage because of the bacteria that was found in one of the formula plants, and they had to shut that down, which decreased the available supply. The FDA didn't do anything to really get into this until it was too late. Already had $14 million allocated specifically to handle this situation. That is a line item for them. And now the House Democrats are wanting to throw another $24 million at them to deal with something that they already had to do. Now, note that the $8.4 billion budget where they have to come before Congress and they say, we need this amount. They said $8.4 billion. This was a 34% increase, $2.1 billion increase from last fiscal year. And they were supposed to specifically allocate this funding towards this issue and they haven't fixed the issue with the money that they were given. Now, this is government's general tendency is to say, there's a problem, throw money at it, walk away. And this is especially true right now under the Democrats because they control the House, the Senate, and the presidency. So when I am leveling this accusation at them, it is because that is what they are doing. They are the ones who hold the levers of power right now. So... They put in this request in March. They knew that they needed it. They warned. They were warned that this was going to be a shortage. They did nothing to address it. Now they want to throw another $24 million at it. Here's the big issue that I have with this. This is a plan with no specifics. When I did speech and debate, when you proposed a policy, you had to have a plan. You had to have plan specifics that outlined 
how your line items were going to be used. You would have an agency that says, this is who's going to pass this legislation. This is who's going to enforce it. We need this amount of funding. The funding is going to be used here, here, and here. That's how it's going to be used. They don't do that in this bill. A real world example, when I run the speech and debate team at NDSU, I have to submit my budget that I need for the fiscal year to student government, and I need to do line items. I say I need X amount of funding for travel. I need X amount of funding for gas. I need X amount of funding for registration fees. I need X amount of funding for whatever it is. And this is not just a giant pot of money that I get to use for the team however I want. I can only use that money for what I asked for. So if I say I need $200 this year for like presentation materials, things like little black books that they use for poetry and stuff. I can't take that $200 and put it towards registration fees. If I want to do that, I have to submit effectively an amendment to our budget to student Congress. It has to be approved by the Senate. And then I get to change where I put that money. And it really bothers me that we are not holding our government to this account. And then we allow our congressional members to grandstand at each other. Now, I am picking on the Democrats for this specific one, and when the Republicans take control, whenever that happens to be, I'm going to do the same thing to them. But this is a huge problem because they are, around midterms, that is not a coincidence, coming to us and saying, look at who the other party is discriminating against. When in reality, this bill doesn't help anybody. It does nothing. Because if it is not specific, you don't get results. Not with government. Let's talk about why this is grandstanding a political theater because I don't want to just throw that out there and then not make these connections. So really, this is a shortage because of government intervention. The federal government subsidized and regulated formulas that the market consolidated around a few companies. So a few companies control the entire industry. I think there's like four because they are awarded exclusive contracts by the government to subsidize programs like WIC. Now, WIC is what provides formula in this instance to those who are well below the poverty line and can't afford to buy formula for themselves. The federal government regulates the formula companies through the FDA, right? The FDA is the one who regulates these companies. And then the federal government is also the largest customer because over 50% of the produced formula is then bought in effect or subsidized by the federal government. Each state does this by signing an exclusive contract with one of the major formula manufacturers. And then the manufacturers provide the government subsidized product for WIC, so it's available to those who can't afford it. And then the government gets a price break by doing this. And then the companies have a monopoly on the market because whichever company receives the WIC contract also tends to dominate the market. I believe it was Pew Research who kind of looked at how does this correlate along whether or not they have the federal contract. And I'll post, again, this information in the description. But what they found was that government or that uh, the, they, these companies that receive the government contract also tend to dominate the non-WIC portion of the market. So that other 50% for simple reasons like the fact that when it is WIC sponsored, the stores put those in the more prime locations on the shelves. So you walk by it. A lot of this is proximity when it comes to sales because it's right there. So they are front and center. They're just more likely to also dominate the market than the ones that are not receiving that exclusive contract. So again, you really need to ask yourself, do you want the government that is giving themselves a break to subsidize the specific companies that they want to by giving those companies a bid to then 
dominate the market and it is a perpetual cycle. Do you want the government to have that basically market interference to then create a monopoly? Because that monopoly is what creates or at least contributed to the creation of this shortage because of the fact that when nobody else can compete, there's not the free market ability to drive down prices, to have other productions, etc. Now, there's many other factors, but this is a key factor that has, at least in part, contributed to the shortage that we have. And now the government's solution is get more involved. So I really struggle to see how this is actually going to pull them out. And here's the other thing that happens, uh, You'll even through this example right here, Republicans were not in favor of this bill. Republicans tend to not vote in favor of government subsidy programs, including WIC. So it's more often than not the Democrats who are going to be voting in favor of those subsidy programs, which is, again, if they're the ones who are voting for those subsidy programs, they're the ones who are contributing to the perpetuation of that monopoly. Now, we can have a whole other discussion about whether that's good or bad, but that really needs to be acknowledged that the Democrats are now grandstanding on something that they helped contribute to as a problem. And now neither Democrats nor Republicans are fixing the issue. Here's another thing that we need to talk about. Recently, Governor Abbott, the governor of Texas, came out and basically said that we've got formula that is being given to illegal migrants who are in detention. And he was fact-checked as well as a senator from Florida who posted the side-by-side -side images, look at the pallets that are being delivered to Texas for the migrant facilities. They have formula, U.S. children don't. And this senator was slammed as, base, as well as the other GOP and Fox News who continued this narrative. They were slammed and they were fact-checked to say that, well, that, that's not actually happening. And they said, well, the GOP is obviously in favor of you know, not helping the migrants. It should obviously be American children over the migrant children. And I think something that's being neglected here is that the the sheer increase in illegal migration that is taking place right now is directly a result of Biden's border policies and the Democrats who are in control of these policies. So the Democratic administration has increased the number of people who have come to the border. And how do we know that? Number one, Biden is set to slash border protection funds by $428 million. He's also poised to revoke Title 42 before the end of the month. Now, Title 42 was the COVID restrictions that were put on place in the border that prevented migrants from entering the U.S. It basically allowed border protection to say, you cannot enter right now because we have transmissible diseases, a global pandemic, so you need to wait. Well, that's now going to be revoked. During this time, under Biden's policies, we have, because like he revoked like, Trump's administration's weight in Mexico policy and other things like that, we've seen over 2 million border crosses in 12 straight months of 150,000 plus crossings per month. After Title 42 is repealed, it is projected that there will be over 18,000 encounters or crossings per day. If you take a 30-day, that's going to be 540,000 per month. That's a significant increase. So then we deal with the fact of the matter, which is that those who are detained, they have to be given food. They have to be given water. It's inhumane not to give them those things. When you combine more people, in this case, through a border surge with fewer available goods, like we're seeing through supply chain issues and also monopoly in the market, you're going to have a shortage. So although the Republicans are being slammed as both pro-suffering of migrants and also the starvation of children. What we're really dealing with here and needs to be considered is that there is, in fact, a formula shortage period 
And if we have a border surge, we now have more people in the U.S. who need that formula. And of course, we cannot be saying, well, we need to pick and choose. But when you have a policy that allows more people into the U.S. illegally, and we have a grand total that is increased, and we have fewer goods to distribute amongst them, you're going to have a shortage. Regardless of whether or not we see that there's just pallets upon pallets being stocked along the border for those who are in detention. And it, it, I mean, it's really a funny way of dodging the consequences of the policies that they have enacted. Democrats were in favor of these policies. Biden enacted these policies, and now they're using it to slam their opponents in the midterms. So the New York Times quote unquote fact check this as, and, and it was designated as misleading, but only because the photos of the pallets stocked for baby formula for the migrants in detention, as opposed to the empty shelves for everyone else in the U.S., lack context. They don't dispute that this is a thing. But if you just read, well, this is fact check, misleading, fact check, false. They just say this is misleading. So it's important to note, and I will link this, New York Post reports that there are photos of the stockpiles of formula, and they provide them in the link um, of the migrant detention facilities. And these are pallets of formula. There's really not a good reason to be hoarding these if they're not making their way through them when there is a shortage nationwide, but they're apparently being shipped here. That should at least be looked into. Obviously, we have to look after the children who are in detention. We do not just let them starve and become malnourished. It doesn't matter whether you are a U.S. citizen or whether you are illegally detained or you're here because you were illegally crossing the border. The, the point here, though, is that the Democrats' lax policy at least encouraged the flood of the borders, contributed to this issue, and now they are slamming the Republicans for an issue that they helped contribute to. Both parties are not fixing the issue here. This is clearly grandstanding because we're facing the midterms. Now, let's talk about what the FDA has been doing because we're giving the FDA more power and I want to talk about why they do not need more money or more power given their track record in this specific instance. The FDA was warned about the contamination months in advance and they did nothing about it. They didn't check on it. They didn't put those regulations in place. And then they waited too long so that when they come down and shut down the factory too late, we're dealing with a shortage. The federal government also imposed 18% tariffs on imported baby oil formula. Import, tongue to it. Imported baby, baby formula. I did it again. Imported baby formula. And they also banned importations from Europe. Now, their claim there is going to be that they don't meet the standards the FDA has set. And I am not saying that the FDA shouldn't be setting regulations because they do need regulations. But the problem is that right now we are in a time of crisis. We need baby formula. And we are not only allowing the FDA to have set these bans, we're giving them the power to continue to do that. That seems to be the one thing that is explicitly stated in this bill. Now, for example, how much are they seizing? 588 cases in February because they didn't meet the FDA's high standards. Now, here's an interesting alternative proposal if it becomes a bill, I'll actually pull it up. But Senator Rand Paul, he is a U.S. senator from Kentucky. He proposed the Freedom to Import Formula Act. This is not even mentioned, and this is actually a much more direct solution than what we're dealing with here. Here's just a brief summary of what this would do. It permanently removes tariffs on baby formula. 
It permanently prohibits U.S. Customs and Border Protection from seizing or enforcing restrictions on importation of formula from certain foreign countries, provided the formula meets the legal requirements for sale in that country. And this would directly address formulas being sold in Europe. Why is it not good enough for us? And why is it especially not good enough for us in a time of crisis? Like, I really think that if we are faced with an infant is dying because they're malnourished or, you know, they just don't meet the standards of the FDA's, which is well above Europe's, I feel like we're, you know, we're in a time of crisis. We can make an exception. It would also deem formula imported under those provisions to be in compliance with Section 412 of the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, which contains the FDA's rules for baby formula manufacturing practices, nutrient requirements, etc. So this is setting certain parameters. If it becomes a bill, I will review it when it actually goes up for at least for a vote, um, assuming it makes the floor. So... Right there, something like that would directly address the baby formula problem. Ask yourself, why is the media not covering something like that? But they're covering the Republicans who voted against this, what is, in my opinion, a government overreach because it's just giving them power and not addressing the solution in a tangible way. Now, that is me interjecting my opinion. That's why I left it towards the end of these. But ask yourself these questions. Number one... Why is the media choosing to cover something or not? There's there's an agenda. Right now, they want the Democrats to look as good as possible. That's most of them. I mean, Fox News, obviously not. But if you are explicitly choosing to cover one side of the aisle in a negative way and not the other side, when they're, well, in this case, Rand Paul is doing something that would actually address the issue, House Democrats are not. Why are we slamming Republicans? Why are we not getting the full context of this bill? Why is it that I have to dig through and then cross-reference with their budget to understand what this is for us to get a full picture? Ask yourself these questions. That is what I ask from this. Let me know in the comments. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What are your thoughts? You know, where, where do we go from here? I really would like to see Senator Rand Paul's go to the floor. I'd like to see the fully fleshed out bill and what that would look like, but uh, who knows? And uh, if if it does, I'm interested to see how the media is going to cover that one. But for now, be aware that this act is not exactly as cut and dry as they're making it seem. So just, just pay attention to that. So, all right. Uh, that is it for this segment. Uh, we will catch you back here next Tuesday. Remember, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Twitch, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on our social medias to stay updated. We got more guests coming up for you. And uh, stay tuned for our one-year anniversary. That is going to be a great time. Uh, if you enjoy this show, give us a five-star review and uh, share us with your friends. Pass that along. Let us know how we can better serve you. Let me know what bill you want me to cover next. I'm sure you find yourself somewhere between the liars. Goodbye for now.